impressed we are live. Oh, what the hell? There's a problem with the video. Oh, wait, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. You're, All right. Dara, do you see behind you where there's like that black door or whatever? You know? Yes. And then it looks like there's a split in the video, but there's not. It's just it right. Looks like, yeah, it just looks like it. Hello, everybody. Do you, Welcome. Want to, do you want me to paint it white? Yes, please. Just, just <laughs> for this one show that has no viewers. But I have this door and I painted it yeah. black. Yeah, you sure did. Hello, welcome to Whatcha Playing. I am getting texted a thousand times by my girlfriend. Hold on, I need to close that. Does uh, she not know you're you're podcasting right now? She probably doesn't know. Not. She probably doesn't know that when she texts me, I get an audio cue on the PC. Oh, mm. that's that's a good way to annoy yeah. you. That's good to know. Anyway, this is Whatcha Playing, a uh, a show about games between two best friends from YouTube and two best friends from college and. They're nothing to each other, the the guys that are on screen besides me. They don't know each other at all. Well, not yet. No, not yet. Hey, we text. Yeah, we true. could become something together. I know. We have don't a, know. It could be a burgeoning love affair. Who knows? We have a group message <laughs> sort of thing going. I'm Nick. I'm just saying. Let's not rule anything out. I'm Nick. The guy with the black door is Dara, and then the other guy is Mike T. I also have a black shirt that I can identify yeah. with, you know. How you boys it's not doing? just not the door. How you boys doing this week? Good, good. I got a stupid back cramp. Um, I've been swimming after like a decade, and I realized that my back was uh, weak as hell, and yeah. uh, I threw it out in in the middle of swimming. I mean, they say oh, that no. swimming is one of the lowest impact exercises, so you must have the right. Back, you must have the back of a ninety year old. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Well, don't swimming's, remind. Swimming's good for the back, isn't it? Yeah, it's like hydrotherapy. Like they yeah, send yeah. you swimming to like actually get better. So I need to go back. But uh, my girlfriend signed up at Lifetime, and it's one hundred and twenty dollars a month. And I'm like, yeah, oh dear God, yeah, I'm not as bougie as you, girl. One twenty <laughs> a month. What kind of a what kind of a health club does she go to? It's Lifetime, and apparently this place called they're called Lifetime, and yeah. um, they're they have like a full size um lap pool and like she's just interested in swimming and i was like honestly you can go to la fitness and they have like smaller pools for like 30 40 bucks a month but like yeah you know if you have the money then your decisions kind of get influenced a little bit like that but i was like it's too far away from me and too much for me to actually like sign up for something like that that's crazy i have a car payment and i bought a two thousand dollar laptop <laughs> let me just make a dent in those oh you got like a razor laptop or something right yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah how's that working out it's it i had a nick knows i'm so freaking unlucky with everything i had like a freak accident with it where it just i was updating it i don't know if like the updates bricked or whatever but like the screen started like shuddering and flashing and i restarted it. it wasn't helping so i had to like reset it up and i had to reinstall everything i was like jesus christ like of course of course i mean for oh me God. if you buy it from a big company like razor for me that's an instant send this thing back or yeah or i or i would have if site, the you know? if the reset up like i feel like i bricked it in the middle of an update because i don't like i don't know i, I blame myself because that's the easiest way to go yeah but is it okay now it's okay for now yeah it's been fine but I, I need to like run a stress test on it and see if there's there's anything going on with it but okay. it's supposed to be state-of-the-art blah 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 very very well manufactured but you know well should happen hopefully to me. hopefully it completely comes up to snuff and you can play some good shit on it yeah yeah anything definitely. new with uh you mike uh work no that's not new no. um no it's it's been extremely hot I mean, I've been playing oh some games, God. but we'll talk about that later. Ooh, nice. Okay. Um, what about only, you, Nick? Only housekeeping yeah. I have is that uh, not this week, but next week I'm going to have a truncated streaming schedule. I'm going to be streaming up until I'm going to be streaming every day up until Tuesday, and then I'm going on vacation for a few days from the fifth to the ninth. So um, we will have Ooh. we won't miss oh. a what you're playing though. We'll still have what you're playing if you actually care about what you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, well, that's good to know. So I have an extended schedule this week, where normally I would be guaranteed to go Monday through Thursday, but I'll be going Monday and th until next Tuesday every single day. Vacation with the boys? Um, well, yeah, it's kind of smaller this year because of COVID. But like, mm. you know, it's everyone here at this house, and then a couple that we know, and my girlfriend, uh, and I think that's it. Oh, she's going to? Oh yeah, she's pumped as shit. Nice. She's nice, super pumped. Nice. Yeah. Um, Good right. for you, man. 
that's all I got. You guys want to talk about these stories? Let's talk about the stories. I'll do the first one here. I'll do this Xbox one. I kind of want Mike to do the, the leak one because I still always see him as the classic games guy. Oh, well, I did actually read about this before, too, so that'd okay. be good for me. So this one's out of GameSpot, although, I mean, you could have seen this anywhere. There was the Xbox uh, reveal event for, well, I guess it was a game showcase. GameSpot, this one is by Steve Watson, Gabe Gerwin. Uh, Xbox Series X showcase event, every game shown from Halo to Fable. Uh, we can just touch on them real quick. I don't know if you guys watch these at all. Um, I didn't, so I'm actually... Uh... Very excited to hear your take on it. So I, I did, I did not watch the event, but I watched all of the trailers individually. Um, uh -huh. So Halo. First thing with Halo, I'll read the blurb. Halo Infinite was the first game shown during the Xbox Game Showcase, narrated by narrated by Cortana or possibly Doctor Hazley. Hell, Halsey. I actually have not played the last few games. Yeah. As we see the Master Chief's armor constructed, the teaser led directly into Halo Infinite gameplay demo. It featured the same pilot that we saw in the teaser trailer, blah, blah, blah. New stuff that they added was a grappling hook. A few new weapons were also on display. Uh, they want this game to exist for the next 10 years rather than stick to numbered installments. What? 343 wants this game to be the platform, the platform for Halo for the next 10 years of Halo rather than stick to a numbered installments. Multiplayer hasn't been shown yet. 343 said we should could expect to what? get that as we get closer to launch. We'll also likely learn how it connects to Halo 5 Guardians, though the developer says it will also be a great entry point for newcomers. Okay. Wait, how could this be the next Halo for the next 10 years? Because <laughs> because they're going to want to make it a games-as-a-service game. That's, that's what I think. Uh, oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. You don't you don't like games as a service stuff, Mike? Uh, no, I like games that end because yeah. I had a, some addiction problems. With <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it. We talked about your uh, your World of Warcraft addiction stuff in the past. Yeah, um, so I try to stay away from stuff like that lest so they, I get obsessed again. I did. I did watch this. They showed like a tiny chunk of the uh, campaign, and it looked mm -hmm. like Halo, like. Um, there was nothing really mind-blowing that I saw there. It was very pretty. It wasn't, you know, like The Last of Us 2 style graphical fidelity even. Um, but it's supposedly, you know, still a work in progress. And it's, you know, they showed us one build and they are developing stuff through COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but the, it didn't really, it didn't really tickle my loins at all. I wasn't like, oh man, I need an Xbox Series X now. I like, I still, I was kind of hoping that I was going to have a reason to waste even more money, but like it didn't, uh, it didn't like really excite me from what I saw. None of the trailers either. Yeah. No, no, not really. Not even Tetris. Oh, wow. You love Tetris. <laughs> Whoa. What about Fable? The Fable. Actually, trailer, Fable. The, <laughs> Come on. Fable. Fable. Fable was only like a little teaser. It wasn't really much of anything. Well, being the podcast that we are, can we also like do a little quick side branch and talk about uh, games as services? Yeah, and sure. If that's de definitively bad or not, because mm -hmm. I might have a different opinion, <laughs> or at least a varied opinion. Well, I mean, I've been playing Apex for like well over a year, and I still like that environment. I still like that whole thing. It's very much a games as a service kind of thing. It's just, and it's just one game mode. It's just battle royale, but it's still. I was going to say, is it always? kind of eh and kind of bad or does it depend on on the type of game so for example world of warcraft like when when they do it like you know you may fall behind on like a new level cap or like seasonal items and mm -hmm. and like this and that but if like say for example you, you have it for halo where it's just a matter of just shooting you're not gonna feel left out or fall behind or say even track mania which is uh -huh. this awesome ga gaming uh, racing game um, where you just you know you're playing for when you you're paying for when you're playing it, uh -huh. and when you're not, there's like no detriment in having that downtime. So I think it could work for certain games. You obviously may end up paying a lot more than just like the sixty bucks for for like a AAA title. Uh -huh. uh, but what do you guys think? Well, if it doesn't have those addictive elements and you could just pop in and out at any time, then like that sounds pretty good. But something that rewards you for playing as much as possible can lead to you never stop playing. So that's that's my issue with it. Is so that would I, you be for 
all games becoming services if they were really really cheap too like two bucks a month for like indie games maybe um no i i like games how they are where they're kind of self-contained like your story and then you're one and done and if it has a multiplayer mode or you know co-op or something and you decide you want to go for it that's great but you don't necessarily have to I'll tell you what, uh, if uh, if Enter the Gungeon had a games as a service thing going on, I would totally subscribe to that. Really? Yeah, really? If they were always adding like new levels and stuff, and not even like necessarily making the game longer, but like say like adding new floors and stuff that would randomize. Uh, kind of like what, Isaac, basically. Well, yeah, like mm-hmm. what floors you would get, that kind of thing, and they're like always mm-hmm. adding new guns and new items to the game. I I would be into that. Um, but I, I, like, I agree with what you're saying where, like, it depends on the model of how the content comes out. Like, yeah, uh, like Mike, I feel like you're talking about like World of Warcraft, Destiny, you know, there's always like expansions. Yeah. Always expansions. A lot of those games that are very popular right now. Yeah. Those are conniving models. But if, if they, <laughs> like if they made a model that was more along like the Fortnite or Battle Royale or Apex model, like Battle Royale model, where it's just different events like every month that like, uh-huh. hey, I can pop in and play like maybe 10 hours a month or something like that and get, uh-huh. all, get uh-huh. all the stuff that was offered. That sounds cool. Yeah. I would do that. I guess another caveat is also um, whether or not you're going to be able to play offline uh-huh. or not. Like, for example, you can track Mania. If you're not paying, you can't play at all single player or versus player yeah. versus mode. Um, so if they, like, say, if they did that to, like, enter the gungeon and, and you just wanted to have a run, like, on vacation somewhere, like, just, like, offline, and they just screwed you, then, uh, Yeah, that, that would bad. be unfortunate. I would mm-hmm. not love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking of, like, Splatoon, where it had that, you know... It had the Splatfest and all the stuff you could do online, but you didn't, there still was a single player if you wanted to do it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, it also, like the Splatfest for once in a while, you could just jump in for that and not play again until another one. Um, that's the games as a service that I like, for mm-hmm. sure. Okay. All right, back uh, to the Xbox launch. Well, where, where do you? Th- well, real quick, where do you think they will go with this if they they want it to be a platform for ten years? Do you think they'll go the Destiny route where there's like an ever evolving co op campaign and there's like gear um, and stuff and you like need better gear to like do the higher level raids, or do you think that they'll focus on like the multiplayer versus aspect? Uh, probably multiplayer, right? Isn't that what Halo is known for? I mean, it doesn't it, have gear like this, does it? If it basically modernized multiplayer FPSs. Like, I don't know how much yeah. people are going to care about an ever-evolving campaign for something like Halo. It's like, well, like Halo... There are people that are very diehard for the campaign. For, yeah, the story and all yeah. of that, too. But <clears throat> it's only a step above, like, playing a campaign for Call of Duty, for example. You yeah. know what I mean? Um oh. Because you just want to get in, like, you know you want to play multiplayer when you play that game. It's just like, if anybody plays it solely for the single player, I don't know. They're probably either new gamers or, like, it's got to be, like, one of the extreme. Like, people who just discovered the game and they're crazy about it. Or people who are, like, such old diehard fans of the series that they just want to see where the story goes. But people who, like, grew up on Halo, like, they just want to see the, the smoothest, coolest do weapons and maps and stuff in multiplayer and just go go at it quake style almost you know there's also probably a chunk yeah. of people that like can't compete online and they don't care to compete online so like for those people i'm sure they're really bummed when the campaign is over so i could i could see an ever-evolving campaign entice those people halo doesn't have um like mmr right or I don't Anything know. Like that. I'm not sure if you get it has. thrown into a, a random match with all sorts of people. Isn't that isn't that the case? I think that's how I... it's tradi- traditionally <sighs> been, but I don't know about the most the more recent entries. Because honestly, the last one I really played was ODST, which I think I played, <laughs> oh, wow, I, I, I played on 360. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I haven't played one since Halo Two, so I'm not going to comment either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm like around Halo Two time too. Yeah. It, it was but, Halo Two was good though. It was. So, uh, Mike, have you... I know Dara says he hasn't scrubbed through these. Have you, Mike, scrubbed through any of these? Uh, no. I mostly saw people complaining about some games on Twitter and also pretty stoked on some. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really watch any... Some of these I've seen trailers of because they're multi-platform. 
Like um, I'm like scrolling ahead a few here. So I've definitely seen some stuff on a few of these, but not everything. Um, do yourselves a favor and take a look at Ever Everwild. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Me? If you want to pull up uh, here, I'll pull up the trailer for Everwild. Um, and we can't Everwild. really. Well, we can kind of watch it on screen. Um, this is a, a new IP from from Rare. And oh, I don't know if it's going to be good. I, I couldn't really tell you. I'm popping it up on the screen now. Let me drop this volume. So I'm, I'm the only one on screen right now because I don't have a good setup for this yet. Um, but from what I read and heard on other shows is that they, they don't really have like a full idea on what this gameplay is going to be like. <laughs> what? Um, but I got to tell you, the world looks really beautiful, intriguing. It, it looks a lot like, um, like a Breath of the Wild uh, kind of uh, art style. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Let's just but watch it, this for a minute. The game should probably have gameplay. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm afraid of because, like, you know, Rare had this really interesting world that they built with. Um, Sea of Thieves, but like I, I played that day one, and I was like, "There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do in this fucking game." Like it, it mm. looks it'll... like Monster Hunter meets, um, like some sort of RPG. Well, yeah. it, it looks like they're not doing battle with any of the animals. It looks like they're like in harmony with all of the animals, and they're like uh, getting assisted by them. It does look like Nintendo, though, right? It does, it does look, look like, like a Nintendo. Switch game. Yeah, it does look very Nintendo-y. Hmm. It looks really nice. It, it does look cool. pretty. It looks pretty as shit. I mean, I like old school Rare, but I, you know, they're not, not the, the same company they were. Yeah, they're not the same company. But like, I, the, just the art direction on this game like gives me a little hope that this could be super cool. Hmm. And I hope that it comes to xCloud, and I could just play it on my computer? Possibly. Probably. Um, what, was, guys... uh, what, was, uh, what was another title that you were kind of excited about? Uh, let me see here. Hold on. Because there are a few things I don't even I don't even know. Um, well, kind of interesting that they're doing Fantasy Star Online too. Yeah, that is kind of strange that they're doing Fantasy Star Like, I'm surprised that, like, uh, I mean, of course there's an audience out there for it, but man, we were playing that on GameCube in college in 2004. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember, but the, I believe it's been out and online in, in Japan or Asia for, like, a few years, uh, so. Fantasy Star Online 2? Yeah, I'm a little surprised it's coming. Is this, yeah, a console launch exclusive, so. Yeah. I don't know if that means permanent exclusive or timed exclusive. They don't like to say that anymore, but I know my uh, my roommate Radio Clock Star that shows up in uh, in chat a lot. He's going to be very excited for Tell Me Why, which is a new Don't Nod game. They're the guys who make the Life is Strange games, and it's published by Square. Don't Nod okay. Entertainment showed off Tell Me Why during the presentation, and this. It's a sibling story that will focus on the relationship between a girl and her brother. The two are getting visions whenever they get emotional and it appears to have thrown a wrench in their understanding of the past and their upbringing. So these are all like very, very much story driven, like, you know, pick your own path kind of, maybe not pick your own path, but like it's like a Telltale Walking Dead sort Telltale, of thing. Telltale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that like uh, Life is Strange and that Captain something game that they made. I want to say Captain Underpants, but I'm pretty sure that's not correct. Captain Underpants? We're like kind of critically acclaimed and like I know my, my roommate Joel loves that stuff and he um, he's not much of like a Twitch gamer. He's more of like a um, a, a niche gamer and I know, I know that some people are going to be into that for sure but it, uh, it's not mm. another... Oh, definitely. Not, not a reason for me to get an Xbox. Um mm. Basically, moral of the story for me with this whole presentation is I did not see a reason for me to get an Xbox. Man, uh, drop the ball then. I mean, if, What's if, the... if a lot of these games are available in Game Pass and xCloud, I would sign up for their services, but I don't think I would buy their box. Yeah, yeah. Just not the hardware. Yeah. Because Game Pass is still... Well, their games insane. are... 
their games aren't staying exclusive either. Did you see that Cuphead came to PlayStation today? I did see that. Didn't it also go to Switch? Oh, yeah, it's been on Switch for a while, but I... Has it? It was a game funded by Microsoft, I thought. I know. Well, they're kind of like... They're playing a different game. They're like... I don't know what they're doing. They're playing like a whole different... They're not really in the... Con like, nobody's in the console war. It's not like a thing anymore. Like, everyone's got their own attack strategies. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but... Yeah, but that makes me think these games might come to another platform at some point, and why should I buy their platform? That is true. But I, I think... But the thing with their platform is that it's so cheap that you can probably get in on some of these games for less than mm. MSRP than you would on other consoles or or through the Steam store or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, Fair enough. Because what is it, like 15 bucks a year or something nuts right now for Game Pass? It's like so cheap. I, I don't even know. Uh, a year? It's well, like, I don't think that's a year. <laughs> yo, it's, stu it's stupid. It's stupid cheap. Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, $1 for your first month. <laughs> okay, how much after What is it after that? It should have been free. For, get, I mean, come get, on. Get give your, me Amazon Prime for free, too. <laughs> get, all right, so, so for the Gold Edition, which is includes Xbox Live Gold, unlimited access to 100 high-quality console and PC games, first month a dollar, and then after that, 15 bucks a month. And then there's a PC-only version, which is... Unlimited access to get over 100 high-quality PC games. Get your first month for a dollar and then $5 a month. And then the console... That's it? Yeah. And then the console so option... 60. The console option is $10 a month. It's really cheap. Yeah. So 60 is what it used to be. Pretty much always. As far as I remember. Like, I want to see what, what games are available for Xbox Games Pass. Grounded, Golf with Your Friends, Carrion, Forager, Halo 3, Neon Abyss, which I just paid I just paid $25 for Neon Abyss. Yeah, these are good titles so Fallout far. Fallout 76, uh -huh. I mean, nobody cares about that. Endless Space, like, here we go, Explore. Uh -huh. Like, they have some amazing shit on here. Forger, I don't know what Astroneer is. Original Halo, Human Fall Flat, I paid $15 for that game. Sea of Thieves, I paid $60 for that game. Soul Calibur. Ori and the Will of the Wisp, I paid, what, $40 for that game when it came out. Uh-huh. Like, it's uh -huh. it's a crazy value. I'm Honestly, I should be in on it. I don't know why I'm not. Gears 5, that's their, like, most recent Gears. All the Halos. All the Halos. All the Metro mm -hmm. games, or a lot of the Metro games. Mass Effect. Rate, the these are all games. games that I actually like. Yeah, I mean, these a I lot of these all, are but... slappers. Goner, <laughs> I paid for that shitty game, Goner. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I feel like this is their thing. This is their strategy. That, like, if hey man, Goner wasn't that bad. You just didn't know how to play. Sure, whatever. Oh, I mean, this, this, this is how they're gonna get their their revenue. I, like, I, I still don't think that the box is gonna sell better than the PlayStation. You know, I, I think that they're gonna have to mm. get people in on this. Yeah, just capitalize yeah. on this versus have like you, technology and all that. Hardware have you got? Stuff. Have you guys seen yeah. um, uh, what the hell is it called? Uh, Uncut Gems yet? No. No. All right. Well, I'm just gonna play a line from the movie, and, and this is Xbox saying it. This is well, me. No spoilers. This is how I win. That's it. This is me. This is how I win. This is how they would win. <laughs> I think. Um, I don't think they'll win, but I think they'll get some huge revenue. From, if people get turned on to it, Ger, my guy in my chat pulling out his credit card now to go get Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's worth it. It's it, it. So many of these titles are great. Yeah, I can I can personally vouch for them. And for that price, at least on PC for five bucks a month. Five. If you have bucks time to play games, that's yeah, you can't argue with that. Incredible. Yeah. It's re this week alone. I bought Curse of the Moon and. Uh, what Curse of the Moon one and two, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon one and two. So I just spent thirty five dollars on two. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah, on two eight bit games that I'll probably complete in ten hours. Yep, probably. No. So I mean, I really don't Especially have. Especially now that you're streaming, if you want to keep up like a good variety, this is yeah, like that's a good perfect call. for your gaming, keeping your stream fresh. If people have like requests, it's probably going to be up there. That game. Um, Shit, I should get it. Five dollars a month? I'd be stupid not to. 
uh, Microsoft, like, please sponsor us. A cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for the for the rest, of, you guys want to talk about any of the rest of these games? No, nothing else here, really. I mean, Psych mm. Psychonauts two, I guess, but you know, it's been so long. It's like that's <sighs> been coming out for a very long time too. Yeah, like a decade. Yeah. Dragon. Really? Maybe not a decade. Oh yeah, but it's been announced for quite a while. Uh, there's been rumors about it for even longer than it, the announcement, if I remember correctly. Yeah. They've been talking about it a long time. I'm assuming a lot of people are excited about Warhammer, of course. Oh, um, yeah, there's a bunch of nut jobs that are all about Warhammer. I, I made friends mm -hmm. with one guy on Twitch that he's like, I was talking to him, and he was like, people put like thousands of hours in this game, right? He goes, <laughs> he's like, yeah, thousands. Uh, and they get yeah, the board games. A lot games. more than thousands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people get obsessed with Warhammer. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm done with that Xbox. Moral of the story again, nothing tickled me where I want it. I don't think you boys want it either, right? No. No, between Xbox and well, like you said, it's that's fun that's a funny thing. Like I want to take advantage of the services that Microsoft is offering and I really like the PlayStation. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Not excited about the hardware for Xbox. Not excited so much about software for PlayStation, maybe. Software is what you're excited. You mean you you're talking about games on PlayStation? You're not excited for, because that's all, that's what they got. That's their whole thing, man. Is it, well, I mean, the technology itself is really awesome too. Like it's really promising. But I mean, I always was kind of like an Xbox boy. Yeah. Don't want to don't want to start a console war on podcasts. But. I mean, I don't. I I, I <laughs> love. But all of that has changed. <laughs> like that, like, every argument that we all had as as console warriors, those belonged to ten years ago. I I Being loved innocent. my three sixty. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I played so well, much of my three sixty, and then when they did the two reveals of Xbox One and PS PS Four. Like they just botched that Xbox reveal so badly that I was like, "Oh no!" I was <laughs> oh, like, famously. I, and then I became a I became a PC gamer after that, and then I didn't get another console until Switch came out. And then I, within the last like year and a half, two years, I picked up the PS4 refurbished. Yeah, for me it was like 360, and then jumped to the Switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think back mm -hmm. was compatibility issues uh, were the thing that got me the most. Um, so I was like, I don't want to keep paying, and and then Xbox still wasn't reliable. You were still getting red rings of death. And yeah. I was like, oh yeah, uh, those weren't fun. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm putting this story to bed. Dara, do you want to talk about these sales numbers? Ghost of Tsushima sells 2.4 million copies in three days. Uh, this is on Game GamesIndustry.biz, an article by Brendan Sinclair. Uh, Psycho Punch's latest becomes Sony's fastest-selling new IP of the generation. <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima sold that's, that's 2.4 million copies. That's yeah. not that impressive. Read it. Read it. Read every word very specifically. What Sony's fastest-selling new IP of the generation. So they've only sure. had really two new IPs this generation. Okay, they've had more than that, haven't they? What have they had besides Horizon Zero Dawn as a brand new IP? Uh, Come on, Mike. Putting the shame. Come well, on. I mean, there's like Resogun and all those, but I don't think you'd count Housemark, right? No, and I, you're not counting Astrobot. Nobody cares about. I mean, Astrobot's good, but nobody's talking about Astrobot. Um, in this what's way. the motorcycle game with the zombies? Oh, um, I know what you're talking about. It's not the greatest argument because that didn't. Sell yeah, that that one crashed. That one crashed and we can't even remember the name. That one crashed and burned. You, but you know what I'm talking. Yeah, about. it's the it's the open world, uh, Hell's Angels meets uh, Walking Dead game. Yeah, yeah. Some anarchy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name, but right, that, so, that's another new one. Sorry, Dara, go ahead. Uh, the samurai action game from Sucker Punch is now the fastest selling new intellectual property from Sony. This generation, company said, Sony didn't indicate what game Ghost of Tsushima toppled. For that title, but 2017's Horizon Zero Dawn is like the, the candidate, having sold 2.6 million copies in his first few weeks on sale. First few weeks? This is like three days, though. While atop the list of original IP, Ghost of Tsushima still fell far, uh, far short of the sales of some PS4 exclusives based on established uh, franchises. For example, God of War sold 3.1 million copies in his first three days on sale. Spider-Man, 3.3 million. Final yeah. Fantasy VII Remake. 
obviously 3.5 million and yeah. last of us part two <laughs> surprise surprise four million holy shit yeah i don't even know where we're at we we're <laughs> all yeah. posted progressively higher three-day sales totals yeah. four million in three days and they hate us so much <laughs> what a contradictory mm. sort of thing i don't want to talk about the last of us this week <laughs> you don't you don't want the dislikes no nah, no it's not that i just i talk about it every single week yeah true what do you think on um, this mike uh, it's impressive numbers for, uh, I guess, a new IP. I was thinking Spider-Man for a minute, too, but I guess, yeah, Spider-Man's kind of established, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's um, an, I an IP since, what, the 50s, 60s? Something like that. But, uh, yeah, no, very impressive. Is this Was this worldwide numbers, or was this just... <clears throat> this is worldwide numbers because okay. I know that there's, like, a, um, a shortage of physical copies in Japan because it's so popular in Japan, wow. which, which I yes. think, which I think is more interesting because like, I know it's Sony and, um, Japan loves Sony, but it is a, a Western studio doing a Japanese story. So the fact that they've embraced it so wholeheartedly is pretty cool. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. But I heard that was very um, respectful to like Japanese samurai film genres and all oh, that. Extreme. Would you agree? It's an extreme love letter to Akira Kurosawa films. Okay. I mean, I've only seen three Akira Kurosawa films, but I it there's a lot of moments where you know they have like samurai duels and like the samurai dueling circle, and they do like the back and forth like spaghetti western style like to the eyes to the weapons and then like uh -huh. they knock the sword out of the the hilt and then they're ready to go and um Oof. they it, gave me chills it, it's re it is very good uh, today i finished it i'll talk about it later but i originally said oh, it was nice. like a seven seven point five i'm bumping it up to like an eight point five i would say oh wow yeah. Yeah. fair enough That's huge yeah and my boy gur in chat says it's a nine but i don't agree with him Oof. Yep. So here's my question. Now that you've played it and seen it and probably have you read reviews on it? Like, are you, have you followed I, it like that at all? Whenever a game comes out that I want to play, um, comes out, I watch the IGN review, then the GameSpot review, and then like the kind of funny review. Um, what are you going to say? So in an earlier episode, we were talking about the game and we were talking about whether it's going to, or how it's going to draw people to it. If people were going to have like, it was going to be mostly nostalgia or just like the cool factor like what do you think has led to the this amazing uh number in sales like do you think it's like um what was it called the um from software title what the hell sekiro so was it do you think sekiro kind of set the stage for this or do you think it's it's the the, the stylish art and i think you I know, know it being a love letter <laughs> to those sort of the films and I I, th I think well the films you know you talk to anyone I mean like not even my age I'm 35 like we don't really have nostalgia for Akira Kurosawa films you know um, I've no. I've oh, we're closer to that I, I, I mean I've watched the of old school samurai shows and but the, but they were maybe for oh. you maybe but I mean growing up in the Northeast here in the the U S that wasn't really something I was I wasn't exposed to Akira Kurosawa movies I think until I met Mike. I think me and Mike watched the Hidden Fortress together because we were talking yes. about we were talking about Star nice. we were talking about Star Wars and he's like you know that's a knockoff of an old Japanese movie I was like what and yeah. then he, and then we yeah. watched we watched the Hidden Fortress and I'm like oh my god the Hidden Fortress is Star Wars and, yeah and it's kind of blatant oh extremely and then I watched uh, Yojimbo and Seven Samurai yeah um, I've uh, seen those two as well what uh, I I don't think, think I've seen any of his other movies though no I've only seen those. I've never seen What's the There's war? the really long one from the 80s that's supposed to be that's really famous. Yeah, it's the war, the war movie like I can't remember what it's called. Um I I think the thing that might have kicked this thing into overdrive is that for years people have been begging Ubisoft to make an Assassin's Creed Japan and then uh, and the, and the, and then Sucker Punch was like let's make Assassin's Creed Japan. And yeah. that is straight up what this game is. It's got a lot of very cool mechanics in it, though, that, like, I think kick it above Assassin's Creed in the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay. Um, mainly, I think I talked about this before. I'll talk about it more later. But that is the stance system, which is a rock, uh -huh. pa it's a rock paper, scissors system. One is good right, against, right. one's good against swords, one's good against shields, one's good against spears, and one's good against big boys, as I like to call them. 
Um, oh dear. Big boys. And and it's never like you have just a wave of shield guys coming at you. That never happens. There's always sword boys, shield boys, spear boys, big boys, and you've got to like all mixed in. You've got to quickly flow. All the boys. In, all the boys. boys. <laughs> you've got to like quickly flow in between the different stances, or you're just fucked because one of the main ways that you can deal lots of damage is to break the posture of uh, of your enemies, and you can only mm-hmm. do that if you're in the correct stance. And mm-hmm. if, you, if you're not mm-hmm. blocking that, then they're just parrying you over and over again and just pushing you to the side and then counterattacking you. Plus, I, I feel like there's something just really cool about samurai swords, katanas, and like that sort of culture. That it's it's one of those magical of, uh, periods. Americans are enamored by, you know, yeah, and anime's sort of stuff, and it, this definitely yeah. and ninja elements in with samurai stuff. Yeah, there are ninja elements too. Just, there, there's like Great a few, art. there's like a few historical romanticized things that are just like you know they're probably you know the way that we see them isn't how they were, but there's a few times like um, you know medieval knights and like uh, the cowboy era, which is probably like only like a ten year era, and mm-hmm. samurais I feel like fall into that thing you know. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like this, oh, definitely, this magical storybook type of uh, um, setting that you know is mm-hmm. just like special historical yeah. fiction. Yeah, historical fiction. What'd you post here? Yeah, Ron. That's the movie. Yeah. Ron. Yeah, sorry, I had to look it up because I yeah. couldn't remember the name. Yeah, but if if you are a fan of, I would say uh, the Assassin's Creed games. If you're a fan of samurais, if you're a fan of cowboys. If you're a fan of like spaghetti westerns, uh, anything like that, oh you, my dad loves those. You Just you loves them. You will definitely find joy in playing Ghost of Tsushima. And, Maybe I should uh, download it for my dad, my seven year old dad. Uh, yeah, play, play, try, try this game. Let's see place, if we can walk a, and move the camera at the same a, time. It's with a PlayStation these two exclusive. <laughs> PlayStation exclusive, brother. Oh fuck! Yeah, you can't play oh. it. You can't play it. You know, it's about you. You could probably get yourself a PS4 real cheap coming up soon. There's, there's oh, you lots, definitely could. Lots you can play on there. Well, I might as well just get a better PlayStation. Yeah, sure. Mike, what do yeah. you think? Do you, do, do you think what I said about the uh, Assassin's Creed in Japan is is the reason for this? Oh, of course. It's it's a great idea. It's you know, it's very surprising. No one's done it before. There were what older samurai games that i that i played um bushido blade bushido and there's like way of the samurai yeah. like nowhere near what this game accomplishes yeah. um very you know i i really want to play it i just don't want to pay full price i know you don't i know you don't you never do ninja guidance price. oh absolutely ninja turtles this game is exactly like, like ninja gamers turtles. love katanas <laughs> it's true yeah, but nobody wants to play as Leonardo, so I think you're uh, you're tracking incorrectly there. Well, no, that's just because Donatello's bow had the best reach, but you know. And also, Leo is the most boring, most annoying character in Ninja Turtles, in my opinion. Well, oh, yeah. damn! Everyone wants to be Raph, right? I colored them all equally in my book. Okay. Well, in the original comics, they all they were all red. That's true. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't all, even know their, that. Their eye bands oh, really? were all yeah. red in the original. That's yeah. terrible. Hold yeah. on, I need, I need to see that. You guys keep talking. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look that up. Oh, Mike, Mike knows. <laughs> they also was it Peter? Yeah, they Peter, killed people in the originals. They, oh, it was yeah. like an adult comic book back when it first came out. Yeah, Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman. Is it Kevin Eastman and Pete, uh, Kevin Laird and Peter Eastman? I always forget. It was Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird? Yeah. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Yeah. Yeah. I would very much recommend watching the net. There's a Netflix documentary show called the toys that made us. And there's yeah. one, there's one episode all about Ninja Turtles and you'll get the full backstory on Ninja Turtles within an hour. And it's great. It's a great little documentary episode. Okay. I will have to rewatch this podcast later to, uh, remember what you, what you said here. I will, I, I will add ink eyes drop in the chat, in discord, the toys that the toys made, that made us. us. There you go. He's not gonna let this go. Yeah, nice. It's very good. You should watch it. Mike has seen every episode. It is good. I assume. Yeah, I've even watched. Oh the, yeah. Even the My Little Pony episode is good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a Barbie one too. I think. There um, is a, that the Barbie one is good too. Yeah, but then they did the movies that made us, which is also good. Yeah, the movies. I just that made rewatched us the Ghostbusters one. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I I do understand why it sold this 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 much. Um. I would expect it to sell. I don't know. 
5 million before it's done? 6 million, maybe? What are there, 14, 15 million PlayStation 4s out there? Something like that? Uh, I think there's like 80 or 90 million. Is that true? Uh, I There's a lot. Hold on, PS4 sales numbers. Oh, I'm sorry, 108 million. I'm an idiot. I don't know yeah. anything. Oh. Oh yeah, because like the okay, Wii, good. the Wii had already hit like thirty million or something like that, hadn't it? I'm not the Wii. I'm sorry, the the Switch. I think the Switch is higher than that too. I want to say it's like forty or fifty. Uh, fifty-five point seven. Yeah, yeah. People like video games. Yeah, you're right, girl. I was only a hundred million off. Um, <laughs> all right, now that I've shown my ignorance, Mike, you want to talk about this uh, huge Nintendo Giga Leak? Yes. Giga -leak. Giga League. This is from Kotaku. So I saw Kotaku Luke Plunkett. Yes. So the other day, Luigi64 was trending on Twitter, and I was like, huh, that's something I've heard about for the last 20 plus years. And um, so this is an article here from Kotaku. Huge Nintendo Giga League reveals tons of SNES and N64 secrets like Luigi and Mario 64. So, you know, the long, 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 long rumor that Luigi was somehow playable in Super Mario 64 is not true, but they found in the source code that they did make a model for Luigi. And at one point he was planned on being in the game, um, <laughs> which is not that surprising because, you know, he was in all the other ones, but um, still cool to confirm that he was always there because people at the playground always told you that he was. Um, so it also talks about a lot of other canceled and never released, um, Super Nintendo information like <laughs> Star Fox two, um, which was never even officially released, um, until the, was the Super Nintendo mini, um, a few years ago, which I let Bruna borrow. And I realized I forgot to play that game. What? Really? Did yeah. you unlock it? You had to beat the first level of yeah. uh, Star Fox one yeah, to I do did. it. I did. I did unlock it. Go ahead. So it has all sorts of prototypes for characters, you know, other models and sprites that weren't in the final game, but you can find in the source code for um, Star Fox 2. Um, some additional music for Mario Kart. Um, it's this, unreleased this sprites. Yoshi, evolution of Yoshi one. <laughs> oh my God, that's a little creepy. Oh yeah, that's what he was originally going to look like. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, meant to be like a Velociraptor, like let, um, a Jurassic I'm gonna, Park. I'm gonna, pop, I'm gonna pop this on screen for the people because it, it is a horror. <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> an absolute horror. What is this abomination? It looks like he's wearing a diaper too. Oh, it kind of does. Look at this. Oh wait, I just uh, that's that's I'm at the beginning of. Look at this awful, awful monster. Oh god, the first one is definitely the worst. He looks like he could stab you with every single appendage on his body. Yeah. It just doesn't look that friendly. Like she looks like a dweeb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks better in the final uh final version. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Oh my god. You're not kidding. Um a lot of cool little leaks in this though. There's there's some Luigi um sprites, there's some Bowser sprites from Super Mario World where they show his legs. Did you scroll down to this? It looks really weird. Oh yeah, those are tower those are some thunder thighs that he's got going on there. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, Whoa. am I wrong in thinking that they have they they fully have the original source code for Mario sixty four now? No, they do. They've see Nintendo did not release this. Someone posted this. I think it was on four chan. I read, and um, they must have taken it. You know. Um, because it wasn't officially released, but a lot of this very obscure stuff is now out there for people to comb through and find some secrets in. Well, not just that. They could... I mean, they don't have, I guess, the tools that they were using of the day, but couldn't they take this code and maybe make stuff with it? Couldn't they, uh, Couldn't people sure like, they make their own Mario 64s or like remixed and stuff like that? I mean, I know that well, people I know, already can't just swap assets that, with like but, some but, code. What what's that, Tara? Like swapping assets with like a little bit of coding. People do mm -hmm. know how to do that already, but I wonder if now uh -huh. that they have all the code, like they can get really wild with it. Just like a make a Mario sixty four two. Oh, about time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, considering that there's like Mario Maker, I don't know. 
Yeah, but is there's there a not, desire there's, to do that? There's nothing in the th- no, dude. Mario sixty four still has a massive following. Just take like one glance at the speedrunning community, and you'll see that people oh, are still yeah. so obsessed with Mario sixty four. Oh yeah, no, that's true. Because it's Good so point. breakable. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> there's so much fuckery yeah. that can be had in that game. A lot of those early games are like Super Metroid. Yeah. Super Metroid speedruns is one of the most fun things to watch. And I think I mention yeah. it every week, but I'm so sad there's no games, summer games done quick. I, I love that. I love that week. That's one of my favorite weeks of the year. Yeah. Oh, well. I hope that, like, at least everything next year is going to be okay. Uh, that would be, that would be all, the, all I'm wishing for is 2021 normal year. I don't think so, but I think it's going to take a little while, but we don't need to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. They say this, the vaccines are being made and blah, blah, blah. So, got my fingers crossed. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Don't we'll know see. how much they're going to be, like $3,000. I'm going to wait right. for like the second generation of the vaccines anyway. Because uh, Let's start you know with Mike T. Mike T, what you been playing? Oh, um, so I beat Bloodstained, uh, okay. Curse of the Moon 2. I'll Already? Sta- I'll be starting those yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, I got a little obsessed with it over the weekend, and I um, I didn't stop. I, I died on the last couple levels like 50, 100 times, but I never stopped until I beat uh-huh. it. And t- tell, um, them the, tell them the mode you were playing on again. So I was playing on Veteran, which has, is like a harder difficulty, I think. Um, so I know for sure that when you, when you hit the candlestick type stuff, you never get any health. So I played it on regular difficulty and it was just dropping health left and right, which I couldn't believe. Yeah. Um, but it also had the knockback, which is basically a death sentence. If you're platforming and you get hit, um, you're, you're done. So I was just bashing my head against the wall for a few stages there. Um, a few like very difficult platforming bits. And then afterwards, I after I beat it, I went back and played a little bit on um, the easier difficulty. And I almost breezed through the whole game in less than an hour. <sighs> so... Um, I would recommend playing it on Veteran, but I, I only beat Episode 1. Um, after you beat the game, you can beat it again on for Episode 2, which has a higher difficulty. It does have branching paths, like a Castlevania game, So, and a lot of them are not available on your first playthrough, but I haven't okay. played it a second time yet. Um, something, there's a lot of secrets on the second playthrough that you can get that I won't spoil unless some, you want me to. Something else I have heard about that game is that when you meet your companions, you can choose to like kill them? And not have yep. them be your companions, and then your main character was it Zon- Zonsetsu or something like that? Zongetsu, yeah. Zongetsu, he gets mm-hmm. adi- additional abilities if he like murders his friend, your potential allies. That's in the first game. Not in the second game. Uh, it's different. I don't want to spoil it, so I'm not going to say. But it's different in the second game. Um, okay. But in the first game, <laughs> I believe after you beat it the first time, you when you play through again, you can choose to either um accept the ally and then you have a character you can switch to you can choose to just walk by them and you don't get the upgrade or you can choose to and you beat it um it'd be like a higher difficulty setting because you don't have as much powers and then you can choose to fight them and if you kill them you get their ability nice anything else you're playing this week or just that um i went back to ghostbusters i'm almost done i'm on the second to last level um but i've talked about that enough yeah all right, what about you, Dar? I'm actually like doing research to remember there was this game similar to the one I'm gonna mention, but uh Carry On. Is, Carry on, uh, yeah. Is is a pretty cool and gnarly game. Uh, I got it on Steam. Um you play as a amorphous mass of just horrific flesh eating monstrosity and um the movement is very similar to this puzzle game from back in the day like that part of it was not that innovative to to me because i i can't find a title like i've been i've been googling while you guys talked but um there was a game where you were also like a black mass and you had tentacles just shooting uh around the level and you had to like locomote and oh oh, i know what you're talking about world of goo was it World of Goo? Was it was oh, it on okay. a PSP, right? It was on lots of stuff. Look look up World, World of, Goo. of Goo. So I'm looking at Carry On here. Is is this a card game? A no. card video game? You're looking at the wrong thing. It's a C A R R I L N. Oh, okay. As, as in like oh, a Carry On. Carry On, yeah. Okay. 
okay, not World of Goo. You were actually like a virus or like you were a disease, like traveling through a body, I think. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> if I find a lot, I'll, I'll, I'll mention it later. But anyway, um, you, it's like a reverse horror game. You are the monster. You do pretty gnarly stuff. You have to eat the flesh of poor scientists and, and well, we don't know poor or not because <laughs> maybe these guys are evil. And um, you're apparently, you know, imprisoned by them. So who knows who's oh, the, who's the bad cool. guy here? But um, and it's also I Metroidvania. Say, I will say it's yeah, it is. It is semi Metroidvania. Not so much. You do solve light puzzles, but it's all about just like some of the physics and devouring people and like the gore and like that sort of like flashy stuff. Um, it does get a little samey and a little boring after like the first couple of hours because you know that sort of mm-hmm. I don't know the craziness goes away. You get used to it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but it is a it's in my opinion like I recommend it for the gameplay. It's fun, but I think it's very overpriced. It's twenty bucks, but yeah. it's it's really well, short. It's a Devolver Digital game, you know. Yeah, you're, yes, you're you're, you're dealing it's... you're dealing with the triple I. Yeah. But you're, you're but it's very money. short. Like that's the uh-huh. thing. Like I don't think it's 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 around like honestly, if you played it fast enough, you can probably beat it in like three hours. I would say like an average gamer might might oh, take wow. like five so hours. To I beat watched it. I watched the IGN review last night, and, uh-huh. he, and he said when he stumbled uh-huh. through it the first time, it took him six hours. And yeah. when, when he went back for a second playthrough, he beat the game in under two hours. Yeah, I yeah. yeah. Um, there's not much replay by replayability. It's not like you gain new powers. Dara, like does that, does, of... does Tasty Planet sound familiar? Gur and chat is Gur and chat is saying Tasty Planet might be the uh, what you're Tasty thinking of. Tasty Planet. This is what I want. I want people in chat to like. This is why I like them to to do this live. Like, we've only really got two people in chat, but if we had even ten people in chat, we could uh, have a good dialogue here. Oh, definitely. I'm searching puzzle game black tentacle monster going through body. Let's see if that <laughs> <laughs> anything. Go. Be careful, you might find something you don't want to see. Yeah, seriously. I'm glad you're not sharing your screen. Glad it's just me. Wait, I may have found it. No, that's that's scary on. <laughs> yeah, scary. I, I love know. that it just leads back to this one. Um, All right. Well, anyway. Anyway, great, great game. Kind of short, kind of overpriced. Wait for a sale. It's worth getting. Um, it's quality. It looks great. Um, it's probably gonna come on to get released on the Switch too, considering mm-hmm. its capabilities. Because something that I failed to mention last time is a uh, crisis has been released on the switch that's what? really fucking nuts yes it's officially released it's on my wish list and it people are raving about it apparently it's amazing it's like a feat of accomplishment yeah so all right yeah that's me <clears throat> all right i've been playing ghost of tsushima <laughs> what that's pretty much it <laughs> well no i did play one other thing so ghost of tsushima i spent uh i did a week and a half of streaming it. Uh, last week, I was turning over every single rock. I one hundred percented the first act, and then when I got into oh, wow. the, when I got into the next act, I was like, "Nah, I can't. I can't be playing this for like three or four weeks on stream." So, the oh, last I'm pulling up your trophies. The last two days, I piled drive through all of the the golden path, and the story got much better. There there ended up being a whole thing where like. You end. Up, I don't know. How, do you guys want me to spoil anything? Do you not want any spoilers, Mike? Or uh, I'm cool with it, but I don't know about you. All viewers. right, so I'll, I'll be. I'll, I'll be vague. I'll be vague. Yeah, yeah. Don't spoil everything. The the story culminates. It boils down to a battle between two ideologies: one being following the code of the samurai, and the other being doing whatever is necessary to survive. And mm-hmm. those two ideologies, like they collide and it causes some serious rifts between the player character and people who he has close relationships with okay or at least one person he has a close relationship with um so at the end of the day like you're fighting the mongols and trying to get them off of tsushima island 
but like the real enemy becomes this like collision of old old thinking and new thinking and uh-huh. it's it's like this whole metamorphosis about how to be an honorable person more or less and um the story ended up being very good. I, I would not say it was great. I didn't cry or anything like that, like I have with other games. That's this your year. new standard. Yeah, that's that's like my that's like my What are you, bo- what are you bo- crying playing? What? The Last of Us, man. I fucking cried wow. at The Last of Us Part Two. And I also cried in okay. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Final Fantasy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy, I understand. I haven't played Last of Us, so I'll, I'll give you a pass on that. Oh, uh, Gur says I didn't pick the sad ending. Sure, because he cried. He wants to try to defend himself. Um, <laughs> it, it was very good. Like I said, I'm bumping it up to an 8.5. Still some old time. So what? What? What added that? The story. The story. At the beginning, you were a little unhappy about some I, of the the way I, some I of the was. quests I, I were was, handled. Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. I didn't like how the stealth quests were handled. But I, I, you know, I, I to like quote fucking like AVGN. You just like adapt to the shitty play style. You know. Yeah, like, you have to sometimes. And uh, once once I was able to do that, it was fine. I was able to get through that stuff. Some of the major battles at the end are spectacular, where it's like uh-huh. you you and all of the allies that you've gained throughout the game are like sieging this giant ass fort, and you're all fighting in in like an open field and cutting down Mongols together. That shit is awesome. Oh, and there was a new mechanic that I got halfway through the game. That's basically like Kratos's rage meter. Uh-huh. It's like you kill enough people without taking damage, and all of a sudden you just get to slash three people down in one strike, and and it goes all cinematic and black. It's like all black and white, and then when you cut someone down, the whole screen turns red for a moment, and um, it's like nice. re- very cinematically interesting. Um, I recommend the game. I think it's good. It deserves its two point six million seals or whatever the shit it is. Uh, I, I I think more people should play it. If you're an Assassin's Creed person, you'll love it. If you're, well, we already talked about this. And then the other thing I did was I did one stream on the weekend with Bruna, uh, where we played Overcooked Two together, couch co-op right. here, and we were doing good at the beginning, but then it started demoralizing us uh, around <laughs> around hour th- hour three. I th- Always I th- does. I think of ra- around like the 10 levels that we did, we only got maybe like two three-star accomplishments. Like a few, we were scrounging for a one-star. So Mike, you and Emily are much better than me and Bruna at Overcooked. I can say that without hesitation. Um, uh, we're really good at it, honestly. Yeah. It was, uh, dude. How do you? Do, are you just because? Because when you delegate in that game, sometimes it's like, oh, the delegation plan we have is gone because I can't access the stuff I was able to access before. You got to adapt, man. You got to be throwing onions at people. You got to be moving. Yeah, I mean, I, like I can kind of do it, but Bruna's like, I was supposed to be chopping. I'm like, yeah, but you can't chop anymore. So what the fuck? You need to do what I was doing now. I got to chop now. You know? No, um, we communicate nonstop, so it'll be like, oh, you know. Get dishes. No, I'm washing dishes. You know, like we're yelling yeah. at what we're doing the whole time. So and I'm, we got really good at throwing stuff across the the levels too and catching it. We were doing that good communication at the beginning, but then I think she got like overstimulated and demoralized, and she just stopped yeah. talking. <laughs> and I was, I was like, I was like, all right, the game has broken her. I think that we need to stop stop the stream and stop playing for for tonight. Time for sex. Like how? Uh, oh. Uh, like how many hours That's of that in, in a row would you play, Mike? Uh, I mean, I I can go back and look at my trophies, but I'm pretty sure we platinumed it in a few days, a few and then platinumed it again on hers. No, wouldn't wouldn't be able to do that. Would not. I, I don't think that's a game I could ever platinum. Ah, oh, dude, I love Overcooked, but uh, one day you come up here and I'll show you how to play. All right, all right. I'd like to play with four people. That'd be fun. Uh, I got four controllers. You Let do have four. I only have two controllers. Oh. All right. Anyway, that well, was the news. Way, I found well, well, you know, I found the title for that game that I was yeah. talking about. Oh, it's called Tentacles Enter the Dolphin. Tentacles oh. Enter the Dolphin. Yes. Yeah, not hentai? Are you sure? I promise you. <laughs> I don't want, I'm not looking it up. You know what? I've yeah, I'm not looking. It. I'm definitely not looking it up on this computer. I'll tell you <laughs> no, no. It's from 2012. Okay. It came out on uh, mobile platform. Okay. And then. Uh, yeah, there was a, even a, a, a sequel for a Enter the Mind. Tentacle, tentacles Enter the Mind. 
Um, That's a lot less. But yeah, it was it was kind of similar. You moved around in the same style, and you had to feed on things and grow. And you latched onto the walls as you, as you were moving forward with these tentacles that shot out, kind of really similar to Carrion. Okay. Anyway, all right, I'm well, not looking it up. With uh, on that note, thank you for watching. This is what you're playing. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we have been having some problems. Maybe we should just make Tuesday the day. I don't know. Hey, Tuesday is going to be the release date. When we record, it's none of your business. Just enjoy That's it. That's true. <laughs> All right. I might be back later to stream maybe like some Apex or some Modern Warfare with Jesse. You'll see these guys next week. Yep. See you guys. Have yeah, a good one, friends. I'm going to hit the credits Goodbye. button, even though I think we have oh, no credits. No.